Welcome to A Thousand and One Good Nights, a podcast about the stories behind bedtime stories. Follow along with two new dads, one a psychologist and one a book editor, as they explore the nighttime ritual of their foreseeable future. Nick. Hey, Ben. You uh, surprised me when you told me that you relate to the character of Ferdinand from the story of Ferdinand uh, by Munro Leaf more than any other children's book character. Why is that, do you think? <laughs> just, just in terms of raw strength or power? <laughs> yeah. I did not grow up in Spain as a cow on a ranch. How much, um, how much time do you spend beneath the cork tree? What's the... <laughs> I've never seen a cork tree. Um, so for people who don't know, Ferdinand is a, a fairly short uh, children's book. And it's, it's a story about this uh, cow in outside of Madrid, Spain, who as a little kid, he's unlike the other bull kids who like to kind of you, run you around just call and rough house. And <laughs> cow. <laughs> right. I guess kids is confusing. Different different species. Yeah. There. <laughs> um, so unlike his, his other uh, um, amigos, he just likes to sit under his nice little tree and smell the flowers all day long. That's kind of like what he likes to do. He's not into the rough housing with the other bulls. Um, and eventually he grows up and he gets bigger. And these men from Madrid come and they run this big bullfighting arena and they come to select the fiercest bull. So all the other Ferdinand's um, friends are kind of showing off and rough housing. And Ferdinand just, you know, walks away and goes to his tree. But then he accidentally sits on a bee and he goes nuts and so they see him and they, they, ironically, they end up selecting the one bull who doesn't actually want anything to do with bullfighting. And so he goes off to the bullfights in Madrid and there's this, this big to-do. There's all sorts of people. He walks out to the middle of the, the arena, sits down and just, you know, looks at the flowers and the, in the ladies' hairs in the audience and doesn't, <laughs> doesn't engage in the bullfight at all. And then he's, because he is not actually ferocious and, and very entertaining, he's brought back to his little farm or ranch where he proceeds to sit under his tree and continue smelling the flowers and that's about it <laughs> right well and they and they, and they try to they, they try to force him to fight right but you don't really see that so you don't really see them prodding or poking him you see all the implements that they have to to, to spur, yeah there's all the sperm into action but you don't actually see the unpleasant i mean you don't see him being gored or poked at with spears or sticks or anything and it's like not even that. clear that they do that. It doesn't even allude. Like maybe it's just that he doesn't move around at all. And they can, so and they can just, just tell by his expression. Really I'm not, I've seen that with my own kids. Like you just, you can just tell he's not, this guy's not going to, he's not going to play. <laughs> he's not going anywhere. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I guess this is, I, I feel like this is a, this is the children's book for introverts. <laughs> I remember as a kid growing up feeling, I was always, I'm a, big guy like I was always fairly athletic but I was never like that into sports I, I remember distinctly in like in high school <laughs> like n waiting I just like couldn't wait for the game to end so that I could get back on the bus and keep reading you know or like listening to music or something like I just was not that into it but I felt yeah. like that was I, I the thing. Say such, such a sad fate just to be so strong and good at sports <laughs> but just just waiting it out. It's <laughs> a terrible waste, right? Like <laughs> someone else, yeah, all could the have, like, that, all, just that. wanted to be picked and like just sitting there, like listening <laughs> right. to headphones, waiting on the. 
I, like, oh, I wanted to, I just wanted to be I just wanted to sit on the bench so I could you know kind of hang out and joke around with people and then get back to you know reading or whatever on, on my bus rides home um so and that when I but when I and I didn't read this book as a kid we, we didn't have this book as a kid so I at some point I don't I don't remember when definitely before I had kids I encountered it and I was just it like hit me like a like Ferdinand, that's me. Like, that's, I had, so had relate heard, to that. Had you heard of it before, or did you know that it was kind of a big deal? Like, was it on your radar? I had heard of it. I remember like a friend's mom like singing its praises one time, but I, I had no idea what the plot was. I don't even know if I that I knew it was about a bull. Um, I, I so will I, say that I did not know really anything about this. This of all the the books we've done, I think this is the biggest book that I didn't even know was maybe the it, oh. it, it sounded vague. Uh, alarm bells in my head when, when, when you mentioned it. And I certainly, you know, since I got it, other people have talked about it and maybe it's one of those things. Now I'm going to, I'm going to see it everywhere, but I definitely, you know, when you talk about the the literary canon for children's books, this was not, <laughs> this would not be one that I would have nominated or, or mentioned. Um, whereas even other books that I hadn't read, I had still maybe heard of them before, but, um, I mean, but this was a this was a huge deal. I mean, it, it was it outsold Gone with the Wind in the 30s. It wow. like was people were saying this is a literary classic, Winnie the Pooh. Adolf Hitler like condemned it as as uh, like what, what was the like degenerate, and so he had copies of it burned. <laughs> people were uh, were sure that it was like pro Franco or anti Franco or fascist. It was the only like American <laughs> book that you could read in you know in like. A, maybe Stalinist, Russia or Poland. The point is it caused these huge waves and it was this phenomenon. I hadn't even known anything about it. And so I, I think it's kind of interesting that that uh, you think it's the story of sort of an introvert because it seems like people definitely mapped a lot of different things onto it. They, they found Ferdinand sort of an appealing, I don't know, canvas to kind of project. But I and I wasn't for a while. I was even worried that it was going to be a situation where I, I didn't get the right Ferdinand book because I I hadn't really heard of it. And I was like, what if we? It seems like kind of a common name. I mean, turns out it was the only the, the author only knew two Spanish names, Ferdinand and Isabella. That's that's how he did. So it's kind of common. And I I thought there was some slight chance before I started doing some research that I would have because I went to Barnes Noble and bought this book. I thought maybe I'm. Maybe I'm getting the wrong one, and then we're going to be reading. And I'm going to be talking about, you know, passivism. And you're going to say, "No, this is a book about exploring, <laughs> or something like that." Yeah, well, that's. I mean, maybe that's a testament to it, though, that it's it's capable of of absorbing all that that sort of variety of projection by its readers. Um, but yeah, I don't. I, I I guess to me, what what stands out to it is that it's. You know, I mean, a lot of children's books are are fantastical and they're exciting and they're heroic and they're they're just big and kind of like grand and and even if they're not wild adventures, something kind of magical happens. Or and this this book is like the opposite anti. Yeah, it's like anti magical. It's anti dramatic. Right. The yeah, whole thing is the climax all the other is bowls. him just going back from his great adventure. <laughs> not actually nothing happened, and he gets to you know sit under his tree. Right, he doesn't care at all about the bullfights and the the grand like spectacle, and he's chosen to be the one, you know, like the the hero, and he totally gives it all up, and he, just because he has no interest in it, <laughs> it's not it's not even that he's doing it for some kind of noble reason. He's just totally uninterested in it. So, so what do you um, think about that? So, uh, are you have you seen very many? Uh, bear with me here, Ryan Gosling movies. Where... <laughs> 
<laughs> no comment. I've seen well, plenty. <laughs> have you seen Have you seen the movie Drive? And I don't know. This is a, a strange movie to 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 drop in. No, I don't think I've seen. It. I don't think I've seen. Okay, that one. well, he he does the same trick in a lot of them. So Ryan Gosling has uh, a really, and I, I'm I'm not trying to be sarcastic. He has a really great blank facial expression. Mm-hmm. Like he just sort of stares at you, and there's kind of an <laughs> an emptiness and then some people find it a a really meaningful emptiness like he's he's suppressing so much or there's so much going on but then you know whether it's drive or what or something even he does it some in in that uh like crazy stupid law he doesn't everything the 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 one (laughs) lars and the real girl where he says something and then he just it kind of lingers on him and then he's just kind of looking at the other character at the camera and you're like what's going on in there ryan and (laughs) I think that the answer is there is a lot going on and that, you know, it is like compressed and, 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 and it is uh, a great thing to be able to sort of have a blank canvas to work with and to like try and pry out what's going on. But I think the Ryan Gosling detractors say he's just gotten away with a lot because he's sort of a, he's a really handsome guy and people are like, man, there just, there must be, must be more than meets the eye. <laughs> he just gave that monosyllabic, you know, syllabic answer. But there's, you know, there's so much, you know, like, torture. And what he doesn't say, there's so much that's said. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I think you fill in the gaps. And uh, is that the case here? I mean, but, but speaking of him, I mean, the illustrations are, are what, what do you think about those? So originally, I don't know if you know this about the story, but uh, so not knowing anything about Ferdinand, I did, I did a bunch of research because I like, What's, how, how did I miss this? Um, supposedly, one of the uh, reasons the book came to exist is because uh, the author wanted to give his buddy, Robert Lawson, a chance to showcase his, his uh, like drawing yeah. skills. And so it was like, what can I, you can draw animals pretty well. What if, what if I write you a story about a bull and then you illustrate it? So the, the story is meant to showcase the art. And the art is fine. I mean, as, as someone who is always like the weak link in that, like, tele, you know, telephone Pictionary game. <laughs> I'm not going to criticize it, but I mean, it is, are, are you blown away by the art? Are you like, is this, yeah, the, do you feel like the, the book exists for the sake of the drawings or do you feel like, like Ryan Gosling gets the handsome exterior that you, you're projecting a lot onto? I wouldn't say I'm blown away by it, but I really like most of it. Like I, I like it's, first of all, it's kind of, um, funny and clever in certain ways like the uh the cork trees have li- literally have little dangling like corks right. from them <laughs> um, I'm, I'm gonna but it also it, once again not having seen a cork tree partner is that <laughs> so is that's not that's not right <laughs> like, i mean i've cor- never cor- seen cork a cork is, tree but i'm pretty sure not. from the it's from the it's not like an apple you know like an apple tree bears apples the cork tree just i don't think so you just stand beneath it with your bottle and then and, and, and hope for it to be you just shake the cork tree and all the little corks fall <laughs> off <right>. yeah <laughs> no but it it's very um it's kind of like cinematic um and it, it uses like a lot of white space and negative space very well there's this great one of my favorite pages is where they they take Ferdinand and they're, they're going to Madrid and he's in the um, he's in like a cart and being he's being driven to Madrid and it's this great they're kind of on the bottom and they're they're going and then in the distance there's this big like gorge with this look um, like aqueduct or bridge kind of over it and there's this sign this old sign saying to Madrid with this like 
this old like buzzard hanging on it. Like it's just, I think they're really cool. Like I, I really like them a lot. Um, but there, there are like a, a few like weird things about it too. Like in the, when you see Ferdinand like peeping out of the, getting ready to walk into the arena, he's got these like tiny little eyes. He looks like this goofy little weird like alien bull. But then some of the, most of the pictures of him are, he looks like this very impressive muscular. So it's, it's a little yeah, funky. I yeah, don't, well, there's, there's, I don't... there's a fair amount of variation. Like sometimes it's, it's more cartoonish and sometimes there's a lot of almost architectural detail. Yeah. And, and, and real like sort of like it's sometimes it's like somebody's writing a political t- cartoon and sometimes it's like somebody's trying to sketch a landscape for, I don't know, like, like they're one of those, like, like a rich young lady from the 19th century going on their grand tour of Europe. And they're, they're, they're just supposed to sketch famous gorges right. of, you, of, of the Alps or something. <laughs> and and, and do you, maybe and do you feel like that's, does, does that fit the, is that, does that complement the text? Does the, does the text have that kind of variation too? Or is it just the, 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 the story is pretty much the same, you know, kind of ho-hum, Fernand doesn't, he just likes to sit on his tree. Can, no, you know, I, I didn't know that about the the author and the illustrator, but it makes sense to me because something about the, the, the book, it, it seems to like lack coherence maybe a little bit like that. Like it doesn't, the, the illustrations don't always kind of jibe with the, or the quality of them doesn't always jibe with the quality of the, of the text. And there, like you said, there's weird inconsistencies. Like sometimes it, different pages feel like they're trying to do very different things. Like even on some of the pages, the illustrator leaves his initial in yeah. the, <laughs> you notice that like in the, in the pages and it's just very, so that makes sense that it, it's kind of maybe him trying to show off a little bit and show, leave show, some, marks. show some of his range. Yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think it's a little strange. What what do you make of the the text itself? Um, we've talked about the kind of the illustrations, like the like just the the the, the, the plot of of it, or like the way that it's broken up. I'm thinking more that like, do you enjoy reading it? Have you have you read it a few times? Like, I've read it, I've read it a few times. Uh, it feels clunky to me. Yeah, well, it, it, I, I don't enjoy re- reading it. Well, just... I I can't tell. Like, it's not. There are there are other books that I that are children's books that bother me more. Sure. <laughs> so, so <laughs> that's kind of that's not really. Uh, it's kind of damning with faint praise there, but uh, but because of that, I mean, and, and even when being read out loud, they bother me more. Like the, the rhythm is off. Like that's yeah. um, that's not the case here. It, it's it's a it, it's a fine book to read. It, but there are other books that like really at almost at the, like the, the, the rhythm of the syllables level, like the most basic, just how it sounds, it flows more, more readily than, than this one does. Right. I mean, I, I, I sort of get the feeling in general, and, and maybe we can get into kind of the, the plot and the characters a little bit more, but this is a very, it feels like a very idea driven book to me. Like, like the author had this idea that he wanted to convey, um, which I, I think I, I like the idea a lot. It's what I relate to a lot, this kind of strange kind of like anti-hero. Um, but it, it feels very idea first and then kind of, or form second. Um, does that, maybe that's kind of, yeah, a, yeah. A but, I mean, vague, so, but, but even, but even what, so what's the idea? It, it's he, 
it's this kind of anti-hero this instead of this bull going off and having an adventure he very much does i mean the most sort of yeah like uh, it's okay not to go on adventures all the time was that the like, me- you, you don't you don't have to have to be part of some big drama or some big well what's the most so what's journey? the most dramatic moment of the book it's when he it's when he sits on the bumblebee right that's that's the most action that he ever does and what and, and is it and, and and part of that's even um like it's not from Ferdinand's perspective it's from the bumblebee's perspective like it's well <laughs> if you were a bumblebee and a bull set on you what would you do you would sting it and that is just what this bee did to Ferdinand and so it wasn't even like Ferdinand felt a sharp sting. I mean, I guess it did say, wow, it didn't, it didn't hurt. And he, 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 but I mean, but it, it's even this most dramatic moment, like you kind of pause and it's like, all of a sudden you're, you're looking at this from the bee's point of view. But that's the other thing is that you kind of, Ferdinand's the main character, but a lot of times it's, you're thinking about things from the point of view of the bees. Like you've got the bee who got sat on. You're thinking about, oh man, those, uh, the matadors. matadors are disappointed. They couldn't get him yeah. to, like play with them. And I mean, that's the other thing is that, that it's kind of strange that this book has sort of now people have a lot of different opinions about bullfighting and whether it's, you know, cruel and, 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 and the things that they did. And, and somehow Ferdinand was ahead of his time in having this sort of pacifist bull that, that wouldn't <laughs> engage in it, you know, but I mean, at right. the time, well, maybe, it, maybe it was more of a, like, this is just a really fanciful, uh, like, cultural thing that would seem kind of exotic to, to people in, in, in the States. And now maybe, but there be- I think it's too like the, to me, the climax of the book is when the, there's all this lead up when he's, he's getting to Madrid and all the, the both the matador and the banderieros are, they're all like getting ready. And, and then there's this like climax, but really an anti-climax where Ferdinand just comes out and he, he just sits down and starts looking at flowers. Did you? <laughs> like, so, but not Ferdinand. <laughs> when he got to the middle of the ring, he saw the flowers and the lovely lady's hair, and he just sat down quietly and smelled. And that's it. You, and then he has to go home. <laughs> do you uh, do you remember reading this for the first time? Did you did you think, did you know what happened? I, I thought he was something was going to happen. I, I did not think that he was going to get away with not having to participate. Oh, um, no. I mean, I, I kind of expected that because in the beginning, he, it, it's sort of his thing is that he like – he, he doesn't want to go along with, you know, he just wants to sit under his tree. So it kind of makes sense that he would, he would do that move when he got to the arena oh, too. No. See, I, I was all set up to like, <laughs> sometimes you got to get out of your comfort zone. And even if oh. like being, being poked with sharp sticks, isn't your thing. Sometimes you, you've got to just go out well, on again, the limb but, and like, and like, you know, be a, be a bull. And, and maybe it turns out you like it and, 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 and the crowd loves him. I, I don't know what I thought, but. I, I thought, but that's maybe that's why this book is, is kind of um, appealing is because it, it plays with all those expectations. Right. Um, so it, it seemed so maybe the, the, it seems like it's just, you know, the, the kind of the, the writing is kind of like, yeah, but, but because the concept itself is so kind of not subversive isn't quite the right word, but it, it it's dramatic. It's dramatic enough of a twist. Yeah. I mean, do, you, it's, it's, do, 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 it's, do your kids like this book? Have, when you read to them, do they do they really engage with it? They do. They've been pretty, we've, um, I wouldn't say it's their favorite, but they've been pretty into it for the last few weeks. Um, we've been reading it a decent amount um, and they will often request it and want to read it. I, I don't have a strong sense of what it is about it that they're, that they're really into. Um, but yeah, they know they're definitely into it. How about, how about Jack? Jack, I, mean, I don't know. He, he hasn't, I think he, he hasn't really reckoned with the, the plot he definitely has a lot of really he has a lot of questions about the the illustration so whatever 
even if they have very, you know, he, he hasn't so far criticized their variance in quality. <laughs> he is, he is really interested in sort of a page by page basis, you know, in terms of what, what's the bull doing here. You know, he, uh, he's really into the facial expressions and mm. you know, trying to figure out does, and, and Ferdinand, there's a lot that he looks concerned or sleepy. I mean, so he, right. there's, there's a lot for him to work with. So we haven't, we haven't, this isn't a favorite. We haven't read it that much, but he definitely uh, is, is intrigued by the book. Well, and, that, and that's kind of how my girls are. I, I feel like they haven't quite grasped the whole, the story as a whole, maybe in part because it doesn't fit the model of traditional plots, right? It's, it's not, there's no big event. This is like, if this was the Hobbit, it would be, Bilbo would go out with Gandalf and the dwarves for about a mile. And then he'd decide, no, you know what? I like my hole. I'm going back to the hole. I'm, right. I'm not going to go chase dragons. And... Or, or he's, oh, wait, I have to steal something. And that, uh, it's not, that's not <laughs> nah, more of a, really I'm more me. of a like, just keeping the lot larder stocked. Yeah. So to me, that's, that's sort of the interesting message of this is like, maybe sometimes it's, it's just okay to recognize who you are and what you want and to not pursue transformation and, and major kind of growth and you can just kind of be who you are and, and that's okay. And it's not, so that's not a rejection of, of like the adventure or the, the life of uh, the life of the arena. It, it's just like, it's, not not for Ferdinand, so that's that's his choice. Well, that's, that's how he's it it seems like like Ferdinand's not like out there preaching to his other buddies to like stop their evil ways and to, to stop get on board so that, fierce, yeah. the, the pacifism hang out under the tree bandwagon. Um, he just really doesn't care. He's just kind of doing his own thing. So I, I read it a little bit more as like it's if you happen to find yourself in that camp, like it's okay. Don't don't feel like you have to um, go out on some big grand adventure all the time. Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so, so you, uh, you, you said, we started this by saying that you sympathize with him. Do you, do you find him to be like a hero that you can root for? Like this is like, uh, or is it no, just, no, I, I'm sympathetic or. No, in a, in a weird way, it's, that's the thing. He, he's not really much of a protagonist. Like you, you don't root for him. Um, but that's kind of the point. Like maybe, maybe sometimes you want a story that, that doesn't have like a big, rah rah you get super invested in the kid like because <laughs> it's like none of the there's no developed characters in this book even the plot itself is not there's nothing particularly interesting about it except for maybe the kind of anti-climax idea but there there's nothing i don't know i, I don't find it all that interesting um which is why to me it's more of a it's about the idea um behind it but the, well, the character himself, he, I don't think he has a ton of personality. Do you? Do you? No, he doesn't. <laughs> um, but uh, but obviously there's something there because it, it it has engaged people and and I and once again I, I hesitate to criticize it too harshly since other notable critics include Adolf Hitler. So I'll just <laughs> <laughs> well maybe so. it's a bit like in a way it's a, it's a bit like a fairy tale, right? Like like Hansel and Gretel don't have any personalities. Right, but yeah, what but things makes them happen, powerful? But they, but they almost, I mean, they have to use their wits. I, I mean, and, and yeah, there's there's, there's, there's more there's plot, more, but... there's stakes, and there's a, there's more drama than, than than this. Right, certainly in the plotting. But one of the things about cartoony characters is they're they're not as psychologically sophisticated. Um, but they maybe they also allow for more projection. You can sort of project yourself onto them more. And is that uh, and this? But and so do you. Do you think that's just sort of a happy accident that we're able to have? And this is kind of discussion for children's books in general because we have all these conversations. Is it 
is that how much of that is like the intent of the author to, to provide those opportunities that sort of skill and craft and how much of it is, well, this is kind of an engaging story and we're going to read it over and over again. And in that amount of time, it, it, it kind of assumes whatever form we want it to be to, to think these things through. I, I would say probably less, it was less intentional. Like I, I doubt he was, you know, really anticipating this being a huge, a huge hit. Um, I, I think that's a, a lot of times it's, there's more accident there than, than intentionality. Well, ne- ne- <laughs> next time you're able to put together, <laughs> like you're able to outsell Gone with the Wind, Nick, then you can. <laughs> hey, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode of A Thousand and One Good Nights. If you want to learn more about this book and other bedtime stories, check out our website at 1001goodnights.com. That's 1001goodnights.com. Be sure to sign up for our monthly email newsletter to get updates about upcoming seasons and other new content. Finally, please help us out by rating the show on iTunes. This helps spread the word about the show and get it in front of new listeners each week.